Welcome to Transformation Church RVA. This sermon is a part of our series Ripple, focusing on generosity. This series will challenge us to reshape our hearts and lives around what's important to God and His kingdom in regards to our finances. Today we're going to pick up on the second part of this series, Giving is Good. Now you I know you that are online, here we go. We got a preacher up there going to try to get in my pocket and get my money. Well, I promise you, I'm not going to beat you up over the head about money today. Although, I will tell you, there are 2,350 verses in the Bible dealing with money. Now, I'm only going to cover about 2,000 of them today, okay? So don't, don't worry, we should be able to get through that by tomorrow, okay? Now, we're, we're not going to go there, okay? But what we are going to do, uh, we're going to talk about the ultimate giver. Jesus Christ is the ultimate giver. He, he gave his life. He gave everything he had for us so that we might see salvation. So that's, that's, our, that's who we're, we're going to model ourselves after. And I want to read this, uh, read this verse from Ephesians 5, 1 to a. Be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love as he loved us and given himself for us. So we're, we're called to be like Jesus. So if Jesus was a giver, we have to be a giver, right? You know, we, we tend to think of giving in terms of most of the time in, in church, especially seen so much on TV and some of the televangelists, they're always wanting to, to give money to, to this or that or whatever. But it's a whole lot more than that. It's a whole lot more than that. That's evidenced by the fact that you're here today and that when you came across the uh, parking lot, you saw the grounds were well kept, the sanctuary is well kept, there's a lot that goes on. There's, there's lots of giving people right here in the sanctuary. The choir, they don't just come up here on Sunday morning and start singing. It doesn't work that way. They, they're practicing during the week. They put a lot of time and effort into that. And, and when Carl uh, began preaching here, one of the things he said that we were going to do as a church, because we're called to be this way, we are going to do everything with excellence. So anything that we, we do in this church, we're doing as unto God, and we will do it to the best of our ability, and do it with excellence. So just uh, understand that this is a, is a massive undertaking. So, um, and, the, and the Bible has something to say about that too. In Acts 20, 35, this is Jesus talking. He says, it is more blessed to give than receive. We've, we've been hearing that our whole life. And, and those that are, that are givers, we understand that, don't we? We understand um, we can get the, the best gift we could ever think of and all that. It'll wear off fairly quickly. But when we're able to, to reach out, to lift somebody up, to help somebody, to give something, um, that's something that stays with you. It just stays with you. And, that, and Jesus knows. He always, God is always looking out for our best interests. He wants us to have the very best. And we, we need to understand that concept. So I want, I want to tell you a story about some givers, okay? Okay. Um, some of you will know this story, but I'm going I'm to remind you of a couple of things that maybe you, you, you don't, didn't realize. About uh, probably about 10 years ago, our church was not in the, probably in the best place it, would ever, it could be. Uh, giving was down. Attendance was down. We had a pastor in here named Dennis Tucker, and Dennis was a fast, fine pastor. He's, he's been a friend of mine for, for more than 30 years, even before he came to this church. Uh, the Lord laid it on his heart that we needed to retire our debt. Well, we had about $180,000. Well, you can imagine if giving's down, attendance is down, 
who in the world would come up and say, we, we're going to pay off this debt and we want to do it quickly? So it, it had, you know, and we had some dissension in the church too, by the way. So there were a lot of, everything, uh, common sense would say, don't do that. But Dennis uh, listened to the Lord. We were able to, to do that in less than two years. So that's why this sanctuary, all of those buildings, we're, we're debt free. Now I'm telling you that to build a background to, to get us to where we are today. When Dennis retired a few years later, our church kind of continued on a, on a, a downward spiral, which is not uncommon in, in the Baptist uh, persuasion here, and not uncommon in any of the uh, denominations, but if you, you, know, you get right down to it. So uh, we had, a, uh, had another giver, okay? We had a fellow named Frank Caudle that came in, was an interim pastor for a while. Frank actually did not even accept a paycheck for, for the longest time, okay? We had to practically make him take, take money from us. We did not have a lot of money. We got to the point where on a good Sunday, we'd have about 35 people in here, okay? And then finally it got down to about 25. But let me tell you about those 25 people, okay? They're still here, by the way, or either, they're either here or have gone to be with the Lord. Every one of those people was the most giving, heartfelt, loved the Lord, loved this church, wanted to see God's work perpetuated. This church started in 1949. We had a long history. We went from uh, at one time having over 600 members, about 400 people in Sunday school, down to 25. And if we continued the way we were going, it looked like we wouldn't be here today, okay? But because of the heart of these people, listen, let me tell you something else. These weren't rich people, okay? I can tell you right now, I'm not a rich person. I'm rich in God's love. I'm rich in, in so many things. Money's not one of them, okay? So, and that was the case for most of these people. Yet, they continued to tithe. They continued to give and all these other things. Well, Frank decided that um, through a, a meeting with Greg Walls, uh, we asked Greg to be our, our music leader, but he, he couldn't do it. But he said, you know, maybe you ought to talk to my son-in-law, who was uh, Carl. So we talked to Carl, and uh, Carl, you know, he was very interested. Within five minutes, I, I was on the interview part of that. I knew Carl was a guy, okay? And, and I'd gone into the meeting thinking, well, we're not going to hire the first guy I see. The Lord just put it on my heart. Carl's the man. I, I knew it within five minutes. But he said no, and it took about a year and a half or so to do this. We hired him to be the uh, youth pastor and over music. We didn't have any youth. We didn't have any choir. We had about 25 people. Some would have a hard time even walking up to the, to the choir thing, okay? It wasn't exactly the most vibrant uh, group of people that you would ever see. So you can see why Carl might have been a little apprehensive about coming from a very vibrant church out in New Kent where he was head of a lot of young people to come in here, okay? There is a point to this story. Um, so anyway, from that point on, God started blessing us. Now, we had, a, 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 in this three to four year period, I don't know if you guys that have been here with us a little while, it hadn't been exactly easy. We've had to replace uh, a whole um, furnace. We've had to replace uh, air conditioning. This whole sanctuary was, was redone. We've got a cafe. We've, we've put in security. We've put in literally everything you can think of. But because of the faithfulness and obedience of those 25 people, God kept this church going. Not only did he keep this church going, 
He flourished it, okay? The ministries that you see going on, those families that were fed yesterday, Grace Home Ministries, uh, the Jefferson Davis Pike Ministry where we go out to the hotels and, and, and uh, uh, minister the gospel to people and feed people and do whatever we have to uh, is a result of those 25 people that trusted God because that's what, that's what giving is all about. It's about trusting God. You know, do you trust uh, yourself to, more than you do God? And uh, because of those people, we're, we're here today. And I want to tell you that God has great plans for this church. And I believe the whole heart and soul of that began about 10 years ago when Dennis Tucker trusted God would get that done and, and started preparing us for this, okay? Now, you think about it. 25 people that are all retired really didn't have a whole lot of money and stuff. I can't tell you how many things we've done in terms of uh, uh, repairs on the church, all new windows. Uh, it's just so many things I can't even begin to, to get everything uh, covered. But we had some really given people, and God does. Did anybody have any trouble this morning when you were coming into the church with a whole lot of traffic trying to get into that grocery store over there on the, on the, behind us over here, that Lidl store? Oh, that's right. It's not over there, is it? Okay. That's an inside joke. Lidl purchased 100 foot of our frontage over here so that they could handle the traffic that's going to their grocery store, okay? They gave us $150,000 for that uh, leeway. That grocery store, that's been about four years ago, it hasn't been built and more than likely will never be built. So when you trust God to, to look out for you, he does things that confound men. So that enabled us to do the roof, some of the HVAC, some of these other things, all kinds of things. He provided that resource for us. And he will, he will do that in your own life uh, as well. Um, we've, we've had uh, the dear lady that lived next door, uh, Mrs. Newbert and, and uh, Paul Newbert, faithful givers for over 60 years, always tithe, never made a whole lot of money, okay? I'll tell you that. I knew those people very well. I, I, I worked with them in some financial matters and their insurances for, for years. Got dear, dearest friends of mine. Just love the Lord, love this church. Always did that. Even though she's not here with us today, she will always remain with us because that house over there now houses uh, Alyssa and Ian as, as kind of a parsonage. We could not have done that had it not been for her family selling this, this, that house at a discount. She could have gotten more money. But she said she knew that her mother and father would want the church to have that house. So again, God provided that resource for us to be where we are today. And what I'm excited about is not where we are today, but where we're going to be a year from now, two years from now. We haven't seen anything yet. God is ready to raise this church to heights that we've never seen before. We're going to bring people in here we've never seen before. We have ministries we've never seen before. Uh, Carl has a, has a vision. I, I don't know, if I'm, this might not be the right word. But uh, since Lidl is not going to, or Lidl is not going to use that property over there, and he came to me one day, he said, you know, why don't I call it real estate and see if they'll give it to us? <laughs> they only wanted $2 million for it. So I'm not saying it couldn't happen, okay? I want to believe of him that God's going to do something special in that regard. Uh, but it all comes back 
to how we give. So I, I want to give you some, some references in terms of uh, how this works. And I also want to mention something else. Uh, when we hired Carl, because of a giver from long ago, uh, we have a fund called the Alverson Fund from a, uh, a, a lady that gave some money here to, to help our youth and stuff. Because of the money in that fund right there, we were able to pay Carl because, frankly, we didn't have enough money to pay our pastor. We just didn't. And we still don't pay him enough, by the way. And I didn't get paid to say that, I promise you. Uh, but because of that money from that giver long ago, the legacy lives on. Uh, and then on top of that, we had another family, uh, and I don't mind telling this because it's, it's, it's a glory to God, but the Hicks family that were members here for years and years, they bequeathed us, uh, bequeathed us some money, and we were able to purchase a house next door. So God has provided all of those resources. And by the way, uh, there are 62 churches in the uh, Middle District, and of the 62 churches, there are very few that are growing. Transformation Church is one of those churches. That's a testament to your obedience, to your faithfulness, to your giving. Uh, and who's to say what's going to happen next? I, I say that it's going to be a, a, a powerful statement of God's glory because everything that we do in this church, we do that for, for God's, God's glory. Okay. So I want to read... Uh, Give you, I'm not going to give you 2,000 verses, okay? I'm, but I am going to give you a couple. So I'm going to read uh, Leviticus 27, uh, 30. And this is kind of why we give, and it started way back in the Old Testament. It says, One-tenth of the produce of the land, whether grain from the fields or fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord and must be set apart to Him as holy. So there's our kind of our president for, for giving. We, he only asks us for one-tenth. God owns it all. And by the way, God doesn't need our money. He doesn't need our money. He wants to bless us in our giving. Now, I'm not going to sit up here and, and preach some kind of great prosperity uh, message that, that I don't really believe in all those, some of those gospels that just say, if you tithe, you're going to receive ten times the money and all this other stuff. I'm not saying that. But what the Bible says is that you will be blessed by giving to the Lord. Okay? Okay. Uh, and Malachi 3.10 is probably one of the greatest verses about tithing. It's the only time in the Bible that you ever see anywhere where you can actually test God. And what Malachi 3.10 says, Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. I'll tell you right now, God opened up the floodgates for this church to be where we are today. Okay, there's no question in my mind about that. Here's a, a, a verse, uh, and this comes from the Message Bible. It's Proverbs 11, 24, and 25. And this really talks about, uh, about generous people. This is the world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The one who blesses others will be abundantly blessed. How we're blessed, I don't know. I can tell you this, in, in my case, my blessings are our are, are great joy and having the ability if somebody needs something, if there's any way that I can do it, I'm going to do it, okay? My, one of my regrets in life is that I haven't been a better steward of the, of the things that God has given me 
that I'm not able to do more of that. Because there is nothing better than, than reaching out and helping. And it's not about feeling good, okay? It's about that relationship we have with God. We, we love God. We want to please God. He is our Heavenly Father. Just as much as we would want to please our earthly father and do everything we could, we want to please Him. And that, that's what this is about. It's not about, well, if I give something, I'm going to get something back. It's nothing like that. Uh, you know, uh, I remember there's a country song that says, I'm going to throw an extra uh, 20 in the plate. This isn't about throwing an extra 20 in the plate. This is about giving your all. Giving your all to the Lord. Because you love Him. Not because you expect something out of it. That's not why we're doing this, okay? So, I just, in closing, I just want to say that I really feel like God has been teaching, teaching us for the last uh, 10 years or so, or probably even more than that, about how good He really is. How even though in the worst of times, because I'm, I'm going to be uh, perfectly honest with you, there were times when I didn't think we were going to make it. You know, it, it, was, it was a very down kind of time. And, and, I, and I know of so many churches that are in this position today. You know, they're, they're looking at it as, as the world looks at it. That, wow, what can we do? You know, the young people don't want to come to church anymore. Uh, people got too many things to do. Nobody wants to prioritize God. We're looking at it the wrong way. We need to look to God and understand that through Him all things are possible. This church will be full again. I firmly believe that. There's no question in my mind. And I thank God that He sent a, a, a pastor who has that vision also, that believes, that believes the same thing. Um, Carl has a heart for Christ that, that is just amazing. Carl's one of those guys, if, if somebody asks him for something, if he doesn't have it, he'd probably go borrow it. You know? That's a giver. That's a giver. We give because we, we want to. Not because we're forced to. We're not compelled to. We want to do that. Uh, but I can tell you this. There's a relationship with the giving heart of a church and how it's blessed. There's no question in my mind about that. It would have been easy for those 25 people that were left, in which I was one, to say, okay, hey, man, this is useless. Let's go over to Grove Avenue. Man, they got a big church over there. You know, they got all of these ministries. We can, we can go over there and do it. But what would that have done to this community? God placed this church in this community for one reason, to have His name glorified and to have people come to Christ. And if we're not doing that, we're dropping the ball. And we should be... That should not make us feel very good. You know, the Lord doesn't want one person not to see the glory of Him. Not one person. He doesn't want one person to go into hell. And, we, and when we somebody, see somebody we know is not on the right path, we should grieve for that person and do everything we can. And this church can serve as that vehicle through the various ministries and the loving heart of the church. When somebody walks in here, they know from the first minute they walk in this church that they're welcome. They also know that the Holy Spirit is here. You, can, you know it. The Bible says where one or two gather, I will be in the midst. So I just want to, I want to finish with this one thing. We had a praise song last week that really blessed my heart. And it's really what giving is all about. And the words of the song said, I give myself to you, O Lord, that you might use me. I challenge you today, give yourself to the Lord. Holy. Give it all up, okay? 
Give it to God and let him see what he'll do. The joy that you're going to receive from that, the joy of your life, the witness that you'll, you'll take to the rest of the world will be eternal. Your blessings will be eternal. I thank you for, for your kindness. Thanks for streaming this audio from Transformation Church RVA located in Richmond, Virginia. For more information, check out our website at www.transformationrva.com.